You are listening to the Motherhood Unstressed Podcast, and I am your host, Liz Carlisle. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. I am so glad that you're here. And if this is your first time tuning in, welcome. I'm so glad that you found the show and me and this community of people all over the world. It's incredible, and it's just growing every single month. It's so exciting. Um, But I'm really excited to share this week's episode with you because I feel like we do a great job talking about women's issues, parenting, you know, all sorts of health issues, but we don't really touch on men. Um, But that's going to change today because I am speaking with speaker, author, and coach, Stefano Safandos. He is um, someone who is prominent in the online space talking about what it means to be a man in today's world and what is healthy masculinity and what is the shadow work that so many men need to do, whether, you know, they're addicted to porn or they're just not able to connect to other men, or they're just not really expressing who they really are because they've never asked the question. So Stephanos is an amazing presence in that space, helping men all over the world move fully into their power. And so what I like to ask him about on the show is how is we as women, the majority of the listeners here can help our men to that end, how, how we can help them move out of the shadow, express who they really are, communicate with us and their friends and just everyone else in their life so that they can live a full life while they're here on earth. You know, don't have to be shut in and not able to express who you are for fear of rejection or shame. So we are diving into that topic. I think you're going to learn a lot. I think you're going to be able to empower your men through what Stefano suggests And uh, yeah, it's a really interesting conversation that I'm really thrilled to share with you. If you would like to share it with your friends, please do so. Um, It's super easy to do on iTunes or, you know, share it to your Instagram stories and tell me what you liked about it. Um, And of course, I'll tag you back so we can keep the conversation going. So without further ado, enjoy my conversation with Stephanos Safantos. This episode is sponsored by Motherhood Unstressed CBD. This is a CBD line that I created last year with the intention of helping you, the listener, battle stress, anxiety, pain, inflammation, even help you sleep better. Um, I've been loving all of the success stories that I've been getting back, and I've been trying to share out as many as I can on social media at Motherhood Unstressed. And it's because this is a product that's actually effective, and it's helping moms especially all over the country deal with these common issues that before maybe were, you know, delegated to prescription drugs or, you know, other coping mechanisms that aren't so healthy. So I'm just so excited to be able to put this out into the world. And I've been thrilled with the response. If you are interested in trying out CBD for the first time, or maybe just trying a wonderful organic brand, uh, you can find yours um, in select stores across the country, or just pick it up at motherhoodontrust.com. Well, hello, Stephanos. Welcome to the show. I am so excited to talk to you about masculinity and the new wave of masculinity as you see it and what you write about and talk about online. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Super excited to be here. Yeah. So I'm just going to jump right in. What do you believe is the current state of healthy masculinity and do you see it changing? Oh, I mean, change is inevitable. (laughs) <laughs> is you know I'll say this change is inevitable growth is optional we're always going to change mm. whether we choose to grow with the change it's completely up to us um what is the current state of masculinity I, I feel that at a mainstream level at a at a collective level the the current state of masculinity is confused 
uh, we're re-identifying ourselves with what does it mean to be a healthy man in contemporary times? What does it just actually mean to be a man? From start, whether it, irrespective of whether it's healthy or unhealthy, what does it just mean to be a man? And what does it mean to be a masculine man? What does it mean to hold masculine virtual, masculine expression within oneself? And we're really we're in a fairly gender fluid space at the moment, and so. That is really impacting how we see ourselves as men and how we view the masculine in society as well. For someone who is, you know, well-versed in this topic and it's what you help a lot of people with and what you talk about a lot online, how does the typical man decide, you know, what is masculine? Is it just their group of friends? Is it, is it what they see on TV and movies? How, what is the overarching instruction to the man of today well we're, we're influenced a great question we're influenced by all of the above we're influenced by government we're influenced by economics by peer groups by media uh, by television by movies by culture uh, past and present and even the potential future of culture we're influenced by so much we're influenced by what our own needs are what our own values are we're influenced by our need to be seen, our, where our self-worth is, our self-esteem, our perceptions of self. We're influenced by so many factors in the world that it, it becomes challenging to just figure out what's my path. And so the, the, the maybe not so satisfactory answer for many is we need to do the work. Like we, we really need to put the effort in to understand who we are and what does it mean to be a man. And that, that means doing some research, that means thinking about, reflecting upon one's own masculinity. I mean, I did that my, myself for many, many years. I mean, I continue to do that. But my sense of masculinity or sense of being a human in this world and what does it mean to be a man and how I contribute, how I give and receive, that is, that is something that is under consistent reflection consistent observation and witnessing within my own self. And so we live in a, in a, in a subculture, a, a pop culture of short-term gratification. And, and I don't want to say laziness. It's not so much that. It's more this, this culture of, of quick fix. So we, we all want a, a quick fix answer. Mm-hmm. What does it mean to be this? And let's, let's just do that. But not unfortunately, but rather fortunately, it's not like that, especially in this case when we're talking about self-identification and choosing a path for us that is worthy and that choosing virtues and values and and characteristics of self that align with our highest values that requires effort that requires patience and time it requires attention to who we truly want to be and that means that to some at some level we need to run our own race and so we self-reliance is a major it's it's a big characteristic for me in terms of if you can be a self-reliant man that's a that's a that's a powerful start. You're empowering yourself when you're self-reliant. Now I want to clarify what that means. That doesn't mean that you're hyper selfish. It doesn't mean that you do life on your own. That doesn't mean that you neglect other people and only focus on you. It means that you are your own source of inspiration first and foremost. Not ever, not always, but first and foremost. You're your primary call of inspiration. That means you have the capacity, you believe in yourself to ask questions and respond to those questions. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't seek counsel. It doesn't mean that you can't look for guidance. And the counsel that you seek and the the guidance that one seeks is going to be dependent on how you show up to yourself in life, how clear you are of what you value most, and how courageous you are to take action on what you value, even though it may be against the status quo or it may be against a, 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 a current primary peer group. 
And so an example of that could be in my own life many years ago, I, I hit a wall with who I was being and I wasn't happy with that. And it was, I was out of integrity. I was unfaithful in my relationships. I was disrespectful. I wasn't telling the truth. I wasn't being an honorable person for myself and for others. I was appeasing others, minimizing myself, and then becoming so frustrated with that that I would be behaving in the way that I truly wanted to in the sh- in a shadow uh, expression, which was amplified because I just wasn't being true to myself, which wouldn't have happened mm. at that depth and intensity and extremity if I just honored what I wanted. And so I didn't seek counsel within my within my own self I always went to others for their opinions and that really put me in a hole in terms of never getting never becoming self-empowered never becoming more self-aware and never really knowing who I was and what I wanted and, and I didn't cultivate uh, this muscle of, of courage of taking action when I knew this is what I needed to do to, to do the right thing right thing meaning what's in, in in the greatest good for me and those around me and I never took the time to go into that space and once I did I started making decisions that were tough. I let go of certain peer groups. I, I engaged in new ways of being in the world that were very foreign to me and very new because I started to shift and shape, reshape my belief systems because I became more self-reliant. I looked to myself for that. I started trusting myself more, which was something that I really struggled with growing up because I didn't have the trust of others, of my primary caregivers essentially. And we deify our primary caregivers. We look up to them so deeply. And with such, it was such profoundness and I carried that over and, and I couldn't trust them. I didn't learn how to trust myself. And I'm not blaming my, my upbringing. If anything, my upbringing has been a blessing because it's taken me where I am today and the, the spectrum and range of experience that I've had because of that has been a, a true blessing. At the time, it was very painful. But now upon retrospect and re- reflection, it's, it's really been a, a beautiful thing for me. And I had to relearn how to trust and so for men to be men, they need to learn how to trust themselves. It's something that's been um, taken away from us. And I'm not, I, don't, I don't come from a victimhood uh, mentality when I say that. But, you know, men and women and every, every fluid gender in between face their own issues and their own set of, of cultural constructs and nuances that affect their self-esteem, their self-worth and the way they perceive themselves in the world. And so men are no different. Women have their own set of challenges in this world and men also have their own set of challenges. And so one of them is learning to be self-reliant, honourable men, honourable with respect to who they are and live that truthfully in consideration of their own path and the path of others. Mm, I'm curious, what was the moment where you decided to change how you were? Was it a place of just extreme darkness? Had you hit rock bottom? Or was there something that happened? Because 99% of people in the world who are living you know, more in the shadows and not happy, but just kind of plugging through, they don't stop. They don't change unless it gets really, really bad. So what happened with you in your life to where you made such a dramatic shift? The pain that you're experiencing in the present needs to outweigh the pain of potential change. And that's the point that I got to. So the catalyst for that very simply was that my my partner at the time, she discovered that I was being unfaithful. It came to an apex point. Witnessing her suffering and being in so much pain was very confronting for me. And it really started triggering old memories. And I started to realize, wow, this is not okay. Who I'm being is not okay. This is not the norm. This is... It's just not acceptable. This is not the person I want to be. I'm living in lies. I'm living in shadows. I'm looking over my shoulder. 
and I'd done I've been in very interesting places in my life prior to that as well in terms of my the environment that I was in people I chose to surround myself with and and this was more confronting than any of that any of the violence any of the any of the fear that, that any of the confrontation that I experienced earlier was it was really any of the abuse it was really confronting and that was a catalyst for me to look deeper into myself and and make a choice to to transform and transmute I love that. I love that. So, you know, as we kind of were talking about before we went to record, um, I, I have a lot of mothers and, you know, women listening to this show, but they're with men and a lot of them feel like they can't really communicate with them or that their men are the typical guy and they don't talk about the shadow side. They don't talk about addiction to porn. They don't talk about their innermost desires because they're afraid of being laughed at or afraid of just being, you know, rejected from their women and from their guy friends. So what would you say to the woman listening right now? Who's like, I know my man is going through something or he's not fully expressing who he really is. I know there's more to him. How do I get him to feel like he can talk about this? And and what's the first step? Mm. Meet the situation yourself and him with compassion and non-judgment. That's going to deeply liberate him as a man and help him feel more stable and safe within himself to speak to his pain and speak to his fears Mm. and speak to his shadow. And even if he doesn't do it with you, with, with you as a woman, his partner, what he can do and will do is probably cultivate greater courage to seek creating a release valve, an emotional and psychological spiritual release valve either with a healthy band of brothers or or a support group of some form or a virtual online group or or whatever it may be a meetup group or just his friends or his it may be family members and as long as there's a, there's a release there and he's communicating with you at to some capacity there, there's there's a beautiful unraveling that that transpires when a, every 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 time a woman has met me with deep compassion and non-judgment and not being attached to an outcome of how she wants me to be and how she perceives me that I need to be in order to be a good man. I have, I have, and I've seen this in others, not just in myself, but I've come out of that shell and I've had the courage, more courage to really step into my power. Um, and, and it's, it's not, it's not this reliance on a woman to do that for you in any capacity. It's just that, uh, you know, a good man, when I say a good man, just a man that cares about the people in his life. I shouldn't say a good man because that's actually not an an accurate term, but a man that cares about the people in his life sincerely, authentically, he's going to want the best for them and for himself. And and due to patterning or conditioning or fear or suppression or all of that and more, he, he doesn't know how to necessarily achieve that so he prioritizes others and suppresses himself but that there needs to be an outlet there and so it usually comes out in that shadow self mm-hmm. however when he's met with with love and and he's there's no expectations lunged upon him he can begin to really open up his heart but it's not just this isn't just on the woman his work is to be present is to be presence itself his work is to face his deepest fears his his work and his effort is to be willing to explore the unknown chasms within himself, irrespective of whether he has support from someone else who doesn't. That's part of the self-reliance piece as well. You know, the support outside of us comes from when we support ourselves. 
So the work here for the men is to, to be present to their needs and to be present to their pains and to show up in life how they would want others to show up for them ideally as well in an ideal world and then be that and act in that. And then we can, then we can ask women to open up their hearts as well and open up the heart to open up the heart of man because the feminine does that so well. Mm. It's a dance. It always is. It's never someone else over someone else. It's never, yeah. it's never one person's responsibility over another's ever. It's a dance. You just have to be responsible for 100% of your 50%. That's it. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. I love that. And I'm just like, as you were talking, I'm just like imagining so many people in my life and you know, that this would just benefit so much. So, you know, for, for them, you know, for a guy who maybe doesn't even have a partner, but he wants to start taking ownership of who he is and start moving into his ideal of how he wants to be and how he wants to support the people in his life. How can he communicate with his buddies um, in a way that's, it's going to bring them closer together and provide kind of that open space, that safe space for them to talk about their fears. Because I know so many men who feel sick, you know, going to work every day because they're not happy yeah. and they don't know how to change, but they're just doing what they thought their dads wanted them to do. You know, like you're a guy, this is what you're supposed to do. So how, how do they start to bridge that gap? It really begins with self and I'll, I'll, I'll elaborate on this. And so when a man understands who he is or at least is on a path or has a yearning to understand who he is and know who he is and be more self-aware and understand what he values most and what, what inspires, you know, what, what, what are his favorite hobbies? What does he enjoy? How does he enjoy spending his time? How does he enjoy fulfilling his, his own personal experience? What will happen is the moment a man takes ownership of that and then begins to draw that into his life, he'll attract people that are uh, other men, particularly that are a similar vibration. And what I mean by that is that they'll have similar interests as well. And so if he's open within himself, he'll attract open-hearted people, open-hearted men, and he can begin to have that conversation. Ultimately, though, the man needs to be self-confident as well, needs to be needs to be able to assure himself of the path that he's on is the path that he needs to be on. Now, adjacent to that, and this is more of an objective perspective, is it, it is it's imperative that brothers surround themselves with healthy brothers. And so there's there's four tactical virtues. There's a couple of authors in the past that have spoken to these tactical virtues. I've added one and I've made I've created five tactical virtues. I, I speak to five tactical virtues for men. And it's all in relation to being in a tribe. And so being in a tribe of brothers. And so there's mastery, there's courage, there's strength, and there's honor. And the fifth one is connectedness. And so it becomes imperative that as a man, you're able to find other men that you can exercise with, be in nature with, create strength and aptitude and prowess in your physical body. We've, we've evolved that way. We've evolved to be strong. We've evolved to carry physical prowess in our environment and exert that in the world. And so whether that's having a, a few buddies that you train with and go to the gym with or that you hike with or that you run through the canyons with or whatever it may be, that's a really important part of helping each other bond. Courage is our ability to do things that scare us and to do that with another group of brothers. There's an intimacy that transpires there. That's why, that's why when we look at war veterans, they're very yeah. attached to their, to their friends and to their soldiers, to their, to their soldier buddies, to their, to their comrades, essentially. 
there's also there's an also another side to that which is not so relevant now but, uh, but we could speak to that but not so relevant now but it's important that we we actually bond deeper through challenge and trauma so without having to take it to trauma and without having to be a soldier and be in warfare in any capacity you can bond through challenge and so whether that's again hard physical activity or taking a, a challenge on together as 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 friends maybe like a, an amazing race type type challenge I and mean, I'm being very serious here this is really this is really cool stuff and it it bonds you it helps you know who you are it helps you know more about you and about your friend and so when we go that's the courage component and also just dive into the emotional self uh, you know maybe ask that girl out that you've been wanting to ask out maybe apply to that job that you've really wanted to apply but you think you haven't being good enough to apply go for it create that business that entrepreneurial venture that you're really passionate about do it and have the support of your friends there so it's courage and strength mastery try new things and master what it is that you enjoy being good at we we lose that in today's society today again today's society short-term gratification mm-hmm. fixes, and ease of access technology is taking away our ability to think for ourselves. Now, technology isn't bad. Technology is amazing. Uh, Look what we're doing now. We're reaching many, many people through this conversation. This is tech. I mean, everything's tech. A a fork is technology. A a pen is technology. (laughs) Paper is technology. Everything's tech. Um, A wisdom or a philosophy or an ethos or a a framework is technology, essentially. Um, So technology is necessary. It's just how we use it. And if we're over-reliant on anything, then we do become lazy. And so mastery is very important for uh, maintaining a new sense of self and unpacking layers of who we are. And the honour part, this is really interesting, the honour part comes in how well can you do all of that and how well can you execute your mastery in a group of men that need your assistance? So you may be good at something, they may be good at something. So if you're on a trek in the mountains, a seven-day adventure, for example, and I use physical, the physical environmental elements as an example because men can really relate to that. And let's just say, you know, you've got, you're really strong and you've got endurance. Maybe you can carry a little bit of extra weight, but your friend can't, but he's really good at lighting fires. I'm just giving you some examples, simple examples, but they really play a role. So your honour comes in how can you show up in your group? And part of part of your self-identity is formed through your healthy band of brothers, how they challenge you, how you show up for them, how they show up for you, how they um, uh, how they support you, how they sh- how they how they communicate with you and how you communicate with them. And so the honour comes in that and also not only your role in the group but also are you honouring your skill sets. And then the connectedness piece comes in going deeper because we've evolved in in a pro-social environment. We haven't evolved. No man is an island and no human being is an island. And so it's really important that women understand this as well because men feel very isolated. I have a private Facebook group called um, The Conscious Man, and one of the greatest concerns that men have in that group or the greatest pain points is they feel alone. They feel lonely and isolated verbatim. I'm saying that verbatim, they feel alone in the world. And so it's it's so important. This connectedness piece is so important and to meet each other with non-judgment. That doesn't mean not to challenge each other. It doesn't mean not to call each other out on each other's bullshit, but it's really important that women understand that as women face their own set of cultural or gender norms and, and, and issues, men also do. And for men, one of them is isolation and not having this ability to speak because it's deemed or perceived as weak. 
it's not having this ability to communicate or emote because it's perceived as being vulnerable and vulnerability can be exposing ourselves and that's a weakness and we don't want to do that because we're meant to be the protectors and so forth and so forth. And so there's a lot to it. There's many layers to it. I don't want to keep talking because obviously I've, I've been going on for a few minutes now, but that, <laughs> that, that, that's th- th- those tactical virtues are part of answering and responding to your original question as well. We have to take yeah. responsibility for ourselves as men. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love that you covered how isolated men feel because I was just reading an article online that said the exact same thing. And it's, you know, this extreme isolationism that's derived from men not being able to be vulnerable with guys that they don't really know and don't really trust. And it's just, it's putting them in a prison and then their partners are suffering because of it because their husbands and partners are miserable and they're sad. So I love that you touched on that because I think even just saying it, and putting it out into the world. I mean, this podcast reaches countries all over the world. Women are sh- nodding their heads and being like, okay, this is not just me. I'm not alone in this. Maybe I can talk to him about this and get him to see that, you know, there are ways to move past this. This doesn't have to yeah. be our life for the rest of, you know, for the rest of our time here. I love that. Correct. Yeah. Wow. So why do you, why do you think this work that you're doing is so important at this particular time in our existence? <sighs> I can answer that from two two different places, I suppose. Part of me is is like, well, is it that important? And it's it's is it more important now than it was five hundred years ago, four thousand years ago? Is it more important now than it's going to be in, in twenty years or a hundred years or five thousand years? I'm not sure. Um, what I do think is important, though, is because for me, it's about connectedness and it's about expansion and growth and evolution and so there's a lot there connectedness love expansion growth evolution essentially it's growth one of the prime directors of of being human being a sentient conscious being is growing and so when we bring light to the unknown when we when we bridge the unknown and bring it into the known it becomes malleable it becomes something that we can deal with and so we're not we're not really as a greater collective speaking to these issues. We're not as a greater collective speaking to the pain that people are just facing. I mean, you and I, we run in certain circles. And so this is a norm for us, but we're not the norm. And it doesn't mean we're yeah. special or we're, we're ideal in any capacity. It just means that we're not the norm. We are the minority group. And that's growing massively. And so for yeah. me, I just want to contribute. I want to contribute to that that narrative, that, that collective global narrative. I want to contribute to how can we evolve ourselves as a species in, in so many facets and how can we understand ourselves, our minds, and all the layers of who we are, all the various bodies within our physical body to get the most out of who we are, to optimise ourselves. And so it's an important conversation if I had to really answer that directly Potentially our environment, our physical environment, our our natural ecology is at threat, not like it's never been before, but the threat that it's under is at a point that has been caused, uh, I don't want to say massively, but a great deal by human interference or human interaction. And so we then have a responsibility, again, as sentient beings to do something about it. And why do I mention that? A number of reasons. But the first is that no earth, no conversation. This this yeah. here, this what we're doing now doesn't exist if our earth is in turmoil because we can't survive physically. And it's our physicality that in some capacity is a vehicle 
for consciousness expressed, for ideas expressed, creativity, love, relationships, technology, um, building, advancements, all of that, civilization, right? And so we're, we're sort of at the precipice of that right now. I and mean, part of my background is um, sustainability, ecology, and so forth, amongst uh, my background in psychology, behavioral science, and that. And so something I'm very passionate about, something I'm deeply inspired by mm-hmm. is, and I feel that if we can, if we can make a dent at a grassroots level and from a top-down approach as well in terms of speaking to a broader narrative and a greater collective whilst also um, inspiring individuals to be different in the world, then we're slowly making impact and we're maybe not even slowly, but we're making impact and we're making transfer, we're creating transformation that's meaningful and massive on, on a massive scale. That's Absolutely. maybe why this conversation is super important right now. And man's role in that as well, the masculine's role in that. Right, right. Because when you think about sustainability and Mother Earth, it's a very feminine feeling to it. But I think it goes back to the very beginning of our talk in that, you know, the man to be the type of person that he wants to be. Once you start doing that, taking those baby steps, you start to notice everything else that is going on in your life. And that includes how you are in the world um, and the environment. I mean, it's like, Mm. it's that, that ripple effect that starts happening. So you're right. Like it is, it's all connected you know? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, you know, from everything that we've covered, you know, all the different topics during this talk, what do you think, what do you want your biggest takeaway to be for our listeners? Mm. That's a really, it's a really powerful question. It's for me, it's powerful because we can go so many ways and and we, and sometimes we have to go all the ways. You know, we just have to go everywhere, and other times we just have to really focus. And I, I want to come back to that non-judgment and compassion um, because I know you, you said many of your listeners are women, of course, and in their feminine. And and there's something about being patient in your relationship whilst still honouring yourself, and that is a tremendous art and skill to master and so I would ask that be patient with your men and also set your healthy boundaries don't be taken advantage of know what your worth is you do your work in that space and be patient just as conscious men that are coming into a greater awareness of their own of their own selves and a greater unity consciousness and moving into deeper levels of inclusivity and so forth we have to show up a particular way and acknowledge what's happened in the past, the suppression, the oppression, the, the, the inauthentic, incongruent, autocratic, subjugating power struggles that have taken place. Uh, and we have to – We it's not about – I mean, yeah, we have to be responsible for that. It's not about us um, feeling guilty about that. It's us feeling the remorse around that and knowing that how we've behaved has not been – ethical and has not been equitable and fair and so that's our role as men and, and for for women it's can you meet that with forgiveness and patience and acceptance for the men that really are doing the work and it's a hard ask i really get that i've done a number of different videos on this and, and written to this extensively and it's it's a hard ask but i'm so so humbled when i see women that are, are, are coming out into the world publicly and saying 
we forgive you and we trust you and we love you and we want you to hold us. And it doesn't mean that we're incapable. It doesn't mean that we're weak and meek and passive. It doesn't mean that we can't look after ourselves. It just means that we want healthy masculine men holding a safe container and being powerful in their masculine. And, right. and for that to, yeah, for that to unravel and occur, it's so important that that the feminine can be patient and graceful and and nurturing and do what she does best, which is all of the above and so much more. Um, mm. That's that's what I think. That's what a, a massive takeaway is, is 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 not putting the past to rest, but forgiving the past, forgiving the past, and 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 we all forgiving ourselves, forgiving systemic action forgiving the greater collective forgiving individuals and that's an inside job and that and there's a lot of again liberation and freedom in that yeah it's confronting it and then healing it at the same time i love it yeah so good Mm. um we could go on and on really but (laughs) um i always end with some rapid fire questions if you're ready yeah of course okay just fill in the blank here yeah masculinity is Willing. I'm grateful for. This conversation. Uh, Me too. And what's something that you've learned in life that you wish someone would have told you earlier on? It's okay to be scared. And it's okay to have fear in in your life. Mm. Mm. I love it. And honestly, I was going to say this before and then I forgot, but just having someone who, as, you know, friend as it sounds, who looks like you and who sounds like you as well-spoken as you are, to talk about this kind of thing, I think is absolutely transformative. I'm so glad that the universe put your consciousness in your body because you are the perfect person to bring this to the masses. I think, you know the typical guy will look at you and actually listen because you are so, I mean, you look at you, you look like a Spartan warrior. So it's, it's so perfect. <laughs> it's true. Oh, I appreciate the compliment. Thank you so much. It's true. It's, it's too perfect. Um, so for our listeners who now are very curious as to what you look like, how can they find you online? <laughs> uh, so my social, thank you. So my social media handles are Stephanos Safandos. And my website is stephanosafandos.com. And my other main website is reclaimyourkingdom.com. And you can find me all over the place there. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love this conversation. I'm grateful for this conversation. I'm grateful for you and the work that you're doing, the healing that you're doing in the world. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your light. Thank you so, so much. I deeply appreciate your time and, and your energy as well. Thank you. Thanks. You have been listening to the Motherhood Unstressed podcast, and I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, If you haven't already, please leave us your review on iTunes. It does so much for the show, and I think it'll make you feel good too. Just spread the love. Um, If you feel like a friend could benefit from hearing this episode in particular, please share it with them and uh, tag us on your Instagram stories at Motherhood Unstressed. I want to see where you are in the world when you're listening to this show so we can all feel more connected in this beautiful community that we've created. Thanks, guys.